We welcome you to Kale and Company Live here on WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 on the FM dial in the Capital Region, 101.9 in Manchester and beyond. And, of course, streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. Hope everyone had a terrific weekend. We have a terrific guest in studio today. Sean Buck is our guest on Kale and Company Live. And Sean is the director of the New Hampshire State Veterans Cemetery in Boscoan and has been since uh, 2018. Uh, welcome to the show, Sean. It's a pleasure to be here, Ken. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, it is a delight to have you with us. And we had a chance to uh, chat briefly before we went on the air. And, and, and one thing I, I did not know about Sean, I'm sure there was a lot of, a lot of things I don't know about Sean, but one thing is, is I didn't know is that you used to uh, broadcast hockey games. I did. Yeah. When, when I was a cadet at West Point, I broadcast all kinds of sports for the uh, cadet radio station for a, a couple of, a year. I guess I just did it for a year, but yeah. loved it. So I'm jealous of your uh, amazing career. Well, uh, you know, I, I would like to have a hockey team back in, in the state of New Hampshire, a professional hockey team. It would be a lot of fun, but... Uh, until that time, I'm, I've been doing, as I mentioned to you, uh, uh, Concord High hockey games on their Facebook page for the last several seasons, <laughs> and uh, and that's a lot of fun uh, as well. And we were talking about uh, the experience of an Army football game, and I had, uh, you know, wanted to go, and for whatever reason, I, I was not able to make it for a number of years that I wanted to go. And finally, this uh, this past fall, uh, the fall of uh, 2021. I finally had an opportunity to see a game on campus at West Point, and it certainly did not disappoint. It's quite an experience to see a football game at, at West Point. Uh, Ken, I couldn't agree more. <clears throat> Been to many of them and uh, would encourage anybody get, to get down there. It's a beautiful place to watch a football game, all the pomp and circumstance, the parade, the cadets, and uh, and some good football. So, yeah, I'm glad you got down there. It's amazing to see those cadets uh, file into the stadium and the, the flyover that they have before the games and uh, uh, people parachuting uh, onto the field. I mean, you don't see that everywhere. <laughs> it's true. In That's college true. football or any kind of football. Uh, it, it was really amazing. And, of course, the setting for it uh, is spectacular as well. Beautiful, beautiful campus. And uh, you, you could not ask for a better setting. I happened to be there on a, a beautiful day. Uh, they were playing, uh, Army was playing the University of Connecticut, whose program has been in the doldrums for uh, a number of years. But uh, but Army, the Army program is on the upswing. Yeah, it is on the upswing. And uh, there's nothing better than a f- October Saturday at West Point for, to watch football. It's oh, the best. It, it, it is. And I, I might be able to sneak back this year. Who knows? But uh, I'd go certainly any time. Sean Buck, as I mentioned, is our guest. And uh, so how did your path uh, lead you to the uh, New Hampshire State Veterans Cemetery? Well, Ken, I spent 21 years in the Army. Mm -hmm. I retired. I did 10 years in corporate America. And and after 10 years, I kind of said, I just want to do something that feeds my soul. Um, And serving veterans feeds my soul. And uh, you get to meet the most incredible people. uh, And you're in a community of folks that have like mind towards service. And the folks I get to meet every day, serving them, sometimes during very difficult times, it feeds my soul. And I think I can speak for the entire cemetery staff and, frankly, for anybody who's ever worked at the cemetery. It's an 
honorable place to work. People come up to you all the time and thank you for how beautiful it looks and for the amazing service and for the care. And that's just worth more than money. It just is. And I, I'm honored to serve them and to talk to them and to learn their stories and to, to be walking and see a gentleman sitting there and talk to him about his service in World War II. Mm, <laughs> and it's yeah. just you get to live history uh, all the time. And it's, it's just a tremendous honor. You mentioned your, your stint in the Army for, what, 21 years, you said? And, and then uh, your switch to corporate America. What, what did you do in, in corporate America? I, did, I worked here in Concord. I worked with a packaging company. I, I did supply chain and mm. operations planning and enjoyed it. Great company, a lot of great folks. Uh, then I did a, for two years, I did a startup mm-hmm. um, with my brother and uh, some other folks, and, and that went fine. A um, lot of work, yep. a lot of hours. And uh, frankly, I was away. It was in Illinois, so I was commuting back and forth. Oh, um, it's a long commute. <laughs> <laughs> I would stay for weeks at a time. And I, I, this job allows me to serve, come home every night to my wife, and be in, in a life that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, and frankly, I think my wife is, enjoys having me around more, at least most of the time. I, I, I'm sure. Uh, and uh, how did you learn of the, of the opportunity? How did it come about? I learned about it from uh, the, the Adjutant General's office. The Deputy Adjutant General, Warren Perry, mentioned it to me that uh, the job was coming open. When I had come back from the startup and told him what I was looking for, and he's like, there might be something in the state of New Hampshire that, that you would appreciate. So I applied for the job and went through the interview process and was selected. It was just such a tremendous honor because I know there were other really amazing candidates. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't regret one thing for one minute. The staff is incredible to work with, both at the, in, in the National Guard side, with the state, um, but, but particularly the staff at the cemetery. They're just awesome human beings who want to serve people. And what a job they do uh, with the cemetery. The, the, the grounds are, are just impeccable. It's a, it's a wonderful place to visit, uh, really, in the 25th anniversary commemoration of the New Hampshire State Veterans Cemetery in Boscoan. is going to take place on uh, Saturday, September the 24th, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., with uh, multiple events throughout the day. And uh, we'll talk about that uh, in just a bit, but... Uh, but uh, first, tell us a little bit about, about the, the history of, uh, of the State Cemetery in Boscoan. Well, obviously, we're celebrating the 25th anniversary. So, <clears throat> so state, state veteran cemeteries came around, particularly when World War II era folks started to pass. Um, they were running out of spaces, and you couldn't, it wasn't always easy to get to a national veteran mm-hmm. cemetery. The closest right. one to us is in Bourne, uh, on Cape Cod. Okay. Um, and so there was a movement in the early 90s to op- get a state veteran cemetery here in New Hampshire. We didn't have the population to warrant a national veteran cemetery. A lot of work by a lot of amazing legislators and, and veteran service organizations to get the funding, find the land. That was a tremendous project, finding the land. Yeah, they, I can imagine, and, yeah. Um, they eventually it used to be the state force up in Bosco, Boscoan. Mm-hmm. Um, f- that was the state of New Hampshire's donation. They said, we're going to provide the land. It's 104 acres, of which about 58 or 59 is usable for us. Yeah. Um, and so in the, in the, once the legislation was passed and the funding was granted by the, through the VA, federal money, uh, the cemetery broke ground in May of 97. And then we had the grand opening September 27th, 1997, which is why we're doing the 25th 
anniversary uh, in September. And then our first burial was November 18th of uh, 1997. I think I said 79, but 1997. Um, And uh, and like we were talking earlier, Ken, 25 years and a lot of amazing work went on. Amazing people put in their time. And this ceremony on September 24th, our theme is gratitude. It's gratitude for the folks who built this cemetery. I'm just somebody who showed up four years ago and took over an incredible operation. But that operation is incredible incredible because of the folks who put in the time and the effort. And, and not just people who worked at the cemetery, although they tr- deserve a bunch of the credit, but the state legislatures, the veteran service organizations, volunteer groups. Ken, if there's an event at the cemetery and we need volunteers, they show up. It's just, you've been to the Reeves for Bosquins ceremony. Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's no problem for us to get 800 people out to put wreaths out. Um, We put flags out on Veterans Day and Memorial Day. Always 150, 200 people come out. It's just a, it's a place where people come. It's a, I tell you, I tell people come to get centered. It, It helps you reflect on what's important. It's a beautiful cemetery. It's you walk around. There's a lot of New Hampshire military history. There's just history, and it drips. Yeah, and there's a story on every headstone. Yeah, and that's so true. And and you feel very patriotic. Yes, uh, when you're there, and obviously the spirit of uh, patriotism and volunteerism yes. comes through uh, every day yes. at, at the cemetery. We have folks, Ken, um, I, I, we started last year an Adopt-A-Garden program, and I started putting the word out on social media saying, hey, we're looking for folks, because I have a staff of five groundskeepers. They do all the burials. They dig every hole. Mm. They mow the grass. They take care of the tree. I mean, they put every headstone in, line them all up. They're incredible. The amount of work they have is incredible. So I just kind of put a net call out. We're looking for folks who like to garden. We have 100 gardens, Ken, and uh, we now are up to about 12 people that have volunteered and they watch a garden or two or three i've got i've got some who come out multiple days in the week it's awesome it is it is an awesome place to visit and uh, not too far from where we're sitting uh, right here uh, in concord and i'm sure many people listening us listening to us today have never been there have never been to the new hampshire state cemetery in bosco and easy to get to and a wonderful place uh, to visit at any time. I think you're open 24 hours, right? Well, Ken, you can come to the Veterans Cemetery during daylight yeah. hours. There's no right. gate or anything like that, but we welcome visitors all the time. We right. do have services th- during the week, and obviously yeah. we hope folks will be respectful during that. We will take a break. Sean Buck is with us. He is the director of the New Hampshire State Veterans Cemetery in Bosquin. Their big 25th anniversary commemoration will be coming up on September 24th. We'll talk more about that and other aspects of the cemetery when we continue. It's Kale and Company Live on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com. It is Kale and Company Live here on WKXL. 1450 AM, the signal that's been around now for 76 years. A little bit longer than me, but not much. <laughs> Uh, 103.9 in the Capital Region, 101.9 in Manchester and beyond, and uh, streaming worldwide around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. Very pleased to have with us uh, this morning Sean Buck, who is the director 
of the New Hampshire State Veterans Cemetery in Boscoan. Has been since 2018. Let's see a show of hands out there. Not, not, not if you're driving, but let's see a show of hands. How many people have been to the uh, New Hampshire Veterans Cemetery uh, in Boscoan? I, I think uh, it, it's a place that people have heard of, heard of but uh, you know, a, a lot of people probably have not visited there. Uh, maybe they have not had someone interred there, or they haven't been to any of the ceremonies you've had uh, over the years, and there have been many, obviously. I know you do uh, commemorations on uh, Memorial Day and uh, Veterans Day, for sure, and uh, at other times of the year as well. Uh, so, Sean, what is, what is the difference between a state veterans cemetery, like the one we have in our own backyard in Boscoan, and uh, a National Veterans Cemetery like the one they have in in Arlington, Virginia. Ken, we both fall under the National Cemetery Administration. Well, actually, Arlington works for the Department of the Army, but they're an unusual. Mm -hmm. um, but the National Veterans Cemeteries use the same rules and regulations. So we are directed by the rules and regulations of, of the National Cemetery Administration. But the difference is, is that we set our own policies in terms of our state. Um, I'm really proud of the fact that New Hampshire State Veterans Cemetery allows any eligible veteran. We don't care if you're a resident of New Hampshire. We frankly don't care if you've ever lived in New Hampshire. Okay. We all, yeah. What we say is if you want to spend eternity in New Hampshire, we don't blame you. <laughs> and, um, you know, so we, so we fall under them, but we're a state-run organization. So the national cemeteries, they do all their scheduling centrally in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. um, and then you kind of show up and you have a service. We we have our own application. We do all our own scheduling. We're a self-contained unit that follows the same rules and regulations as the national cemeteries. Um, everybody always brings up Arlington. It's a beautiful place. Been yep. there many times. Um, but we have our own little Arlington. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's, a yes. it's a lot closer. It's a lot easier to visit. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a lot more personal. You can go talk to the folks on the staff and they'll, they'll chat with you because they live in the same community you do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely so. And so any veteran is eligible no matter what state they're from yeah yep. so um yep. really the eligibility standards they just changed and i want to do want to highlight that real briefly ken because it's a real feather in our cap in my opinion um if you're a veteran who served on active duty before it was before 1980 it's just one day as long as you have a, an honorable discharge uh -huh. you're good after 1980 you need 24 consecutive months of active duty um all these things require a discharge that isn't dishonorable. You had to have served in, in an honorable fashion in some way. So um, not, not necessarily an honorable discharge, but a general discharge will generally work. Um, and then you just apply. And oh, by the way, eligible dependents are, are eligible as well. So the veteran, ask you about the, that, veter yeah. the veteran spouse, um, dependents under the age of 21, and any adult dependent. So for example, somebody who's disabled, who can't live on their own, they would also be eligible through that veteran. Um, people ask all the time if the you know if, if the spouse passes first, can they come? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. This I always make sure I highlight that the spouse deserves as much honor as the veteran because it's sure. tough being yeah. a military yeah. spouse. My right. wife will attest to that. Um, she's earned her way in just like I've earned my way in. Um, it is one of the differences. I mean, you do have to have served. Um, yeah. But we just passed this last year. President Biden signed it into law in March, the Barrel Equity for Guard and Reserves Act. So, um, and I'm really proud that del the congressional delegation in New Hampshire really drove this. A lot of veteran services organizations and citizens in New Hampshire wanted it. But now in New Hampshire, if you served in the act in the reserves or the National Guard, and even if you were never activated, but you did your entire term of enlistment and have a 
other than dishonorable discharge or an honorable discharge, you're eligible for burial. That's not true in all the other state veteran cemeteries. Wow. We were one of the first to enact that, and I'm super, super proud of that. So we've done, we're up to 12 um, members of the Guard and, and Reserves who prior to March would not have been eligible. Wow. Now they are eligible, that, and that we're is proud something. of that. And and you did say, uh, we were talking during the break about how our congressional delegation and, and governor has been uh, uh, very active in, in the advancement uh, of the uh, state cemetery at uh, State Veterans Cemetery in Bosquin. All of them over the years, Ken, have, uh, been, have been. I talked to, I, I visited other state veteran cemeteries and amazingly, some of them have never met the members of their congressional delegation that's, or their governor. Yeah. And ours come all the time and they're, they're genuine. They care. They, they, they really do care. They put their money where their mouth is when it comes to the veterans. Yeah. Well, that is good to know. Uh, it really is. And how much uh, the, our, our, you know, government uh, folks, uh, whether they be in, in Congress or maybe the state legislature, yeah. the state uh, Senate, whatever, uh, governor, uh, have been important in the growth and development of the uh, state veterans cemetery over the years. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, what types uh, of burials are offered? Well, thanks for asking, Ken. So we do we do three types at the State Veterans Cemetery: full casket, um, in-ground cremated remains, and mm. in the columbarium wall, one of those big walls there, yeah. um, cremated remains. The veteran and their and their dependent goes in the same plot. So whenever I get, the, you'd be amazed how often we get this question. There are headstones that are really close together. Mm-hmm. People ask, how did that fit? Well, those are in-ground cremations. Those are, those are urns there, and yep. they're buried actually physically in the ground. No urn vault required. We'll put the urn right in the ground. And we actually don't require any particular device. Whatever you want to put the remains in, as long as it's secure and you're fine with it, we'll, that's fine with us. Um, we do have pre-placed burial vaults, so you don't have to purchase a vault. We, you do have to purchase. We don't get involved in any of the pre-cemetery stuff. You have to right. talk to a, a funeral home to right. take care of yeah. all that. Yeah. But um, the casket, we, ha- we have pre-placed vaults. They're already in the ground, so all we have to do is dig down about 22 inches, 24 inches, pull the lid off, and it's double deep so that two caskets can fit in there. Um, and so our goal, this is a benefit that veterans have mm. earned for yeah. them and their family. Um they're, they're eligible dependents. Um, and so we do our best to make it <clears throat> as inexpensive for them as possible yep. and as honorable as possible. We provide military honors. That, and I'm telling you, that, that I want to highlight those folks too. The Army, every branch, Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, Marines, they come out and do a great job for every service. And every service they treat special. Um, like it, this is the most important thing they're doing that day, and it is. Yeah. And um, they do a great job. The, the, with the, for the Air Force and the, and the Army, it's the National Guard or the Air Guard locally that does the services. And for the other branches, it's, their, it's usually members of the reserve component or they do have some active folks in the area. They come out and uh, it's an honor to see them. And I really recommend. I, one of the things I tell folks is our job is to teach some patriotic things. So sometimes people don't know that during taps you put your hand over your heart and, or you salute. Um, when the flag passes, you come to attention, put your hand over your heart. 12 paces before, 12 paces after, you should keep your hand over your heart or salute if you're a veteran. Um, these are things I want to teach. We have a lot of kids come. Yeah. We have the Veterans Heritage Learning Center, and the reason that's there is to connect with the community, particularly mm-hmm. young people, teach them about service and sacrifice, especially those from New Hampshire. Do you, do you have tours there? Do you have uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, okay. if anybody if if anybody wants a tour, they can yeah. call and stop on by. People do it all the time. Yeah. Um, we do have classrooms come. We have different groups. Um, sometimes uh, retirement communities come. Yeah. Classrooms, different veteran service organizations. I am always 
My, much to my staff's chagrin, I will always get up away from my desk and lead a tour somewhere because I'm so, so proud yeah. of them and of the cemetery and what we have here. I want everybody in New Hampshire to know what a just a gem this is. It's a gift and it's an honorable, noble place. Our memorial walkway has over 100 monuments mm. and yeah. benches and we have the learning center. I mean, there's just a lot to see. The 20 points of military history, you can just walk around. It's right there in the center by the circle of flags and read about new hampshire military history from this founding of the guard and the militia all the way to the global war on terror and all the medal of honor winners of which there are 56 from the state of new hampshire yeah i mean every day is a special day at, at the Veterans cemetery in Boscoan. but uh on the holidays you really uh it's really an amazing place and we'll, we'll talk about that and uh, other things coming up in our next uh, break uh, after our next break with Sean Buck. Sean is the director of the New Hampshire State Veterans Cemetery just around the corner in Boscoan. And uh, if you have never been there, uh, you know, give yourself an opportunity to, to, to get there and, and enjoy all the history. And there is a lot of it that the New Hampshire State Veterans Cemetery uh, has to offer every day of the year. It is open, so and Sean will tell us more about it when we return. It's Kale & Company live here on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in the Concord area, 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond, and streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. Stay with us. It is Kale and Company Live. Thanks for being with us today here on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond and worldwide at nhtalkradio.com. And if you missed any part of our program today with Sean Buck, you'll be able to hear it tonight from 7 to 8 here on WKXL. Sean is the director of the New Hampshire State Veterans Cemetery, a beautiful spot in uh, Boscoan on the Daniel Webster Highway, very easy to get to and uh, open all the time. And, Sean, you were telling me off the air that there are a lot of people who do their daily walks uh, through the cemetery. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a peaceful place. We have several folks that come, and they'll just – every morning I'll see them. They just like to walk the grounds and – one of the best things about it, even if I come in on the weekend for something, there's always people there, always visiting their loved ones or just walking. Um, I encourage people to read headstones. Some of them are really clever. And yeah. they're And you feel yeah. like you, you get 40, on a headstone, you get 45 characters for what we call personal lines. And I've told my kids this, you know, it's hard to describe somebody in 45 characters. Characters, that, that not includes, words, that, characters, yeah. That yeah, includes yeah. spaces. Right. Um, and some of them, though, are very clever, and you really feel like, wow, I get to know that person. And one of the things I tell people is we're, we have, we're almost to 15,000. In September, we'll have our 15,000th interment. Ah. Um, and every one of them is a story. Every one of them sure. has some story to tell. Yeah. And the headstone's just the, the 45-character summary of a story that's incredible. 
And uh, I was looking at your schedule, and it, it's it's a busy one. You you do uh, any number of uh, burials per week at the cemetery. Yeah, definitely. Fridays are our busy, busiest. Friday, today. yeah. Fridays are always busy, but today yeah. we have eight services today. Yeah. Um, we last year, uh, for the fiscal year of twenty two, we did twelve hundred and one services. So you can do the math: hundred services a month. Um, uh-huh. Definitely way more in the warm weather months. So we're slower December, January, February. March starts to pick up, but April through October tends to be very, very busy. Average six a day, seven a day, sometimes in certain busy times. So, yeah, we stay busy. I, I can tell, you know, just from the uh, the little while I've known you, less than an hour, uh, that uh, you, you love your work. You're very enthusiastic about it. Do you have a favorite aspect uh, of your job? Without question, it's serving veterans and their families and bumping into people. I tell people a story all the time. I was a gentleman had, was visiting one day and uh, couldn't find the gravesite he was looking for. It was his spouse. We had buried her at Christmas time. Um, he was he had driven to the cemetery from Nashville. He was 97. Um, and he just started telling me about her. And so I, I walked him out to her. I actually drove out to her grave and he just told me about her. And he told me about his story. And he was on a aircraft, a B-17 bomber, bombing the mainland of japan when the war world war ii ended they got the word they were in the plane the guys they dropped their payload and hurried back to guam they skipped their refuel in okinawa um, so that they could get back for the party when they landed the plane literally had no fuel couldn't taxi off the runway i learned this talking to him in just we sat there for like 35 40 minutes and he, I learned all of this from him. We ended up eventually developing a, a relationship, you yeah. know, and I would, talk, you know, he talked to me. He just wanted to talk about his family. Um, and I tell my guys, we were saying earlier, Ken, the staff, oftentimes people just want to talk. Yeah. They're, they're there, they're, maybe they're lonely or they're just really hurting. And our staff does a great job. I will never get down on them for talking or, oh, wait, why aren't you doing this or that? No, part of our job is to be there to talk. So without question, my favorite part of the job is working with the amazing people that I get to work with. I, one group I haven't highlighted since I've been here, Ken, is the Veteran Cemetery Association. So that's a group of volunteers that raise money for the cemetery. They, they're putting on this 25th anniversary commemoration. What an incredible group of volunteers who give their time and talent to raise money, to make the cemetery, what I say, take us from good to great. The government, yeah. the, our state government is fantastic. They give us all we need. But when we need something else, the Cemetery Association is there. They, did, they built a memorial walkway. They built the 20 points of history. They've, they built the learning center. And the people are just the salt of the earth, good human beings. Not all of them veterans. Some are. Um, but it's the people that make the job awesome, Ken. As, as you can tell, I'll talk. Um, but sometimes our job is to just listen. And uh, we'll walk the cemetery grounds, and somebody just needs to talk. And we will listen. And, and uh, I love that part of the job. And, and made up uh, of people from various walks of life? Absolutely. And the association? Yeah. All the yeah. association yeah. is, all the people we work with. It's not yeah. just veterans. One of the things I talk about is veterans, we're no different. I'm a veteran, Ken, but I'm just a part of the New Hampshire community. I'm part of the, the global community. I, I'm no different. Uh, and so I don't want it. I don't want people who aren't veterans to feel like, oh, why would I ever go to the veteran cemetery? You should. You should come on by. This isn't yeah. just for veterans. We are, we are a, we, we want it to be a peaceful, centering uh, place for you to go, reflect. Think about service, of course, but whether you serve, I don't care how you serve. It, what I tell people when I meet them is I chose to serve in the Army, but our job is to just serve each other. Whatever you do, 
and uh, so come to the cemetery. Think about service. What if you were never in the military or don't want to be in the military? That's fine. Think about how you can serve, and and you know let the people who are here, who are interred here, inspire you to serve. Well, as you mentioned, the uh, 25th anniversary commemoration of the New Hampshire Veterans Cemetery in Boscoan takes place uh, September the 24th. So, uh, Sean, tell us about the plans for the day and, uh, uh, you know, what do people need to know about uh, what's taking place on the 24th? The, the number one thing I want them to know, Ken, is to show up, is to come take a look. So we're going to have many talks throughout the day. Um, I sent out visit, invitations to, obviously, the governor, the congressional delegation. Uh, the, it's a little soon for them to commit, but I expect most of them will be there. They always are. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do a talk at the Memorial Walkway. We're going to talk about the history. We're going to have some folks who helped with each monument hopefully be there to talk about, here's why we put this up, here's who it's an honor for. Uh, I could tell a hundred stories about that. We just replaced the entire walkway, all the bricks on it, by the way. Tremendous job by staff and volunteers doing that. Um, we're going to do a talk at the Learning Center. We're going to do a, the, the highlight of the day is going to be a gratitude ceremony at 11 in the morning. Um, it's going to last an hour or so, and that is going to be where we're going to say thank you to all the folks, all the old, the past directors of the Veterans Cemetery are going to be there, members of the Cemetery Association, members of the state legislature, congressional members. We've invited, we want, if you're in earshot and you didn't get an invitation, it wasn't on purpose. We want you there. Please come. Um, we commissioned, a, we didn't, a woman volunteered, did an original painting of the Veterans Cemetery wow. that we've had mm-hmm. done. We're going to unveil that that day. Oh, and very nice. We're going to give yeah. copies of that. Uh, we're going to, that's going to play, that, that painting's going to play a tremendous role in the day. Um, and then after the, that 11 o'clock ceremony, there's a couple more talks. We're going to talk about, about the Burial Equity Act and the cha- Act in the chapel. We're going to have a talk at the Learning Center. But really, any veterans, veterans organization is going to have tables set up. We want you to just come walk around and connect. Connect with various groups, veterans groups. Adopt, our adopted garden folks are going to have a table set up. The wreaths, the Blue Star Mothers who do our wreaths for Bosco and who are yep. awesome. I was telling you earlier, Ken, that we, we wreaths, wreaths across America, everybody's heard of. It's very yep. popular. Right. We, we decided not to do wreaths across America. Nothing, no offense to them. We do wreaths for Boscoin because we buy our wreaths in New Hampshire. We, we want good. our money to stay in New Hampshire, New Hampshire jobs, New Hampshire business. Um, the Blue Star Mothers are so fantastic. They'll be there. So come. You can do it. Give them a donation. Learn about the various things going on in, in the veterans community and learn about our state veterans cemetery and a chance to say thanks to a lot of folks. I, I am so looking forward, Ken, to seeing Lloyd Farnham and Roger Desjardins. They're the first two directors of the Veterans Cemetery. I've never met them in person. Ah, you know, they, you know so yeah. uh, Mike Horn, my predecessor, is going to be there. All Everybody who's had something to do with the cemetery, I just can't wait. Me, personally, I can't wait to say thank you, and I think that that's why other folks should be there. So come and learn about it. I hope it's going to be a great day, and we're praying that uh, September 24th, good weather. That's what oh, we man. absolutely. It's it's a Saturday. What hours? So 10 to 3 is the, the official st- um events the first talk is at um 10 50, it's at 10 it's at the uh, walkway um then the service at 11 and then another talk will be at 12 45 at the learning center and then at 1 30 in the chapel and so we'll have um but you don't have to memorize that schedule come out anytime yeah. and uh, be there and uh the the road actually we we get permission through the department of transportation the road route three is closed we'll have it closed off you can get through just to come to the cemetery and the reason for that is to allow for more parking because mm-hmm. when we get 500 cars there's not a lot of room to park them right and we want it to be safe so um, we'll have a little detour set up there but if you're coming to the cemetery you'll be able to drive right up park right on route three or in our parking lot across the way and 
come check it out. And that's uh, just stay for a little while and listen and learn or stay for the whole day absolutely whatever you'd like and so just before we have to wrap it up uh, volunteer opportunities for any time at the the cemetery can anytime we're always looking for folks to help with gardens help with our grounds we we always look for folks to try to help out and and we want to do that so that they can connect with us and uh we're grateful for the volunteers we have that's that's a lot of the lifeblood of what we do along again can i can't say enough how incredible our staff is they're just good first good human beings but good workers who care about veterans and their families so um i'm just very blessed i have a i have a great job ken and i love it you seem to you you seem to love it and uh, so what's the best way for people to get in touch if they if they would like to volunteer you can call the veteran cemetery 603-796-2026 you can visit us on social media we have our own website nhsvc.com um, we have also a website for the 25th, which is New Hampshire State Veterans Cemetery.com. Um, you can find us on our Facebook page. You reach out to us, stop on by, call, email. We will respond and we'll answer your questions. And again, the 25th anniversary commemoration coming up on September the 24th. And. Uh check it out or check it out today if you want to absolutely sean buck the director of the uh, new hampshire state veterans cemetery in bosquin thanks so much for being with us truly appreciate it my pleasure ken thanks so much for having me we will be right back right here on wkxl and nhtalkradio.com welcome back kale and company it's a monday great to have you along with us and uh, wow, thanks to our, our guest this morning in studio, Sean Buck, who is the director of the New Hampshire State Veterans Cemetery in Bosquin. Such a, uh, a wonderful place uh, to visit. And if you have the opportunity, uh, I would highly recommend it. And again, the 25th anniversary commemoration is going to take place on September 24th. Uh, but you can visit the cemetery any day of the year, it's it's open, uh, and it, it's open every day. And as Sean pointed out, many people uh, take a, a daily walk uh, through the cemetery, and it's a very peaceful place, and get to read all the tombstones and, and plaques and, and visit all of the, uh, the great destinations that uh, are available at the uh, State Cemetery in Boscoan. And uh, the address, if you want to put it in your GPS, is 110 Daniel Webster Highway in Boscoan, 03303. Very easy to get to and uh, certainly uh, worth your while uh, to experience if you have never done so or if you've done it uh, on any number of occasions. And they always have uh, terrific commemorations of uh, Memorial Day and uh, Veterans Day, which is coming up uh, in November as well. So uh, plenty of opportunity to to see what we have really in our own backyard. And so many times people don't think about experiencing what they have in, in their own backyard. And we have so much uh, to be grateful for here uh, within a 20-mile radius of uh, where most of you are listening uh, right now here in uh, central and southern New Hampshire. So uh, if you have an opportunity, please uh, check it out. The New Hampshire Veterans State Cemetery in Bosquin. Well, if you are someone who 
travels to Boston on a regular basis or if you go down uh, to Boston to see the Red Sox or go to the theater or whatever you want to do in Boston, visit some of the historic sites, I want you to bear in mind that the MBTA's Orange Line is now closed for 30 days. And the Orange Line takes you to many locations in the Boston area, in Boston itself. And the 11 miles of the Orange Line, which ranges from Oak Grove in Malden, Mass., to Forest Hills, closed Friday night and is scheduled to remain closed until 5 a.m. on September 19th. So, if you were planning to use the Orange Line during any of that period of time, it's out of the question. You can't do it. Uh, Plan projects include track repairs to eliminate slowdowns, upgrading signals, replacing infrastructure, and repairs or upgrades at various stations as part of what the MBTA calls major revitalization and safety work on the Orange Line. MBTA General Manager Steve Poftak helped direct riders to Orange Line alternatives uh, early Monday, passed out Charlie cards at uh, Forest Hill Station, and uh, the the, uh, byword is plan ahead, plan ahead. Lots of options for Orange Line riders to uh, go online to the NBTA website and a variety of other sites. Information is available there. And review your plans ahead of time because there will be adjustments, there will be challenges, because so many people, so many thousands of people uh, use the Orange Line every day. Officials say they can squeeze, listen to this now, officials say they can squeeze work that would have normally taken five years on the Orange Line into the month-long work period where the line is going to be shut down. So they're going to try to squeeze five years of work into a month. And uh, let's see if they can accomplish that mission. Obviously, when the uh, line is open, uh, they can only work during certain hours when the uh, trains are not running. And so they're going to try to squeeze all that work into a month. The Orange Line provides approximately 101,000 trips each day, over 100,000 riders every day. So the impact uh, of the closure on commuters is expected to be major. A fleet of 200 buses is being used to shuttle Orange Line riders to their uh, destinations during the next month. So there you go. And I will, I would imagine that it's going to have an impact on traffic as well on the uh, major highways heading into Boston uh, because more people will be driving into Boston than, for example, leaving their cars in Malden or Medford, uh, Somerville, wherever some of the stops are along the way on the Orange Line, Sullivan Station, Oak Grove, Medford Square, you know, uh, Uh, The Orange Line is a great line. I use it a lot, Uh, and uh, it's going to be shut down for a month, so just uh, be aware of that. 
Uh, Red Sox, uh, losers last night. And, and in my mind, and this is just my mind anyway, I'm not even thinking about a, a wild card berth for the Red Sox anymore. It's over. It's over. They lose two out of three over the weekend to the Orioles. It's over, folks. Any hopes we had entering this weekend uh, for the Red Sox to make the postseason, in my opinion, you can feel you know how you want about it. In my opinion, their pursuit of the wild card is over. Too many teams in front of them. Uh, they can't beat the Baltimore Orioles two out of three. Uh, they split their two games at Camden Yards. Last night, the Red Sox lost in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, 5-3. to three. A Little League. Uh, a Little League night. And, of course, the Little League World Series is going on right now in beautiful Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Red Sox and the Orioles made the trip from Baltimore and uh, played the game last night in Williamsport. Not, not on the Little League fields. But there is a minor league facility in Williamsport, uh, Pennsylvania, where they played. And it was great to see all the youngsters in attendance. Uh, ESPN had an alternative broadcast to their regular uh, broadcast and allowed uh, a couple of youngsters to call the game. And a female sideline reporter, who I would say was 13 or 14 years old, so... It was a wonderful night to see all the kids, and they had the opportunity to uh, mingle with the big leaguers uh, before the game. And uh, th- there's a hill uh, around the Little League Diamonds at Williamsport, Pennsylvania, uh, a hill, and a rather substantial hill, where one of the great traditions there is cardboarding, taking a piece of cardboard and cardboarding down the hill. And some of the Major League players did that uh, before the game last night, as did uh, Red Sox manager Alex Cora, uh, using that cardboard as, uh, you know, like a sled uh, down the hill. And I think Cora did it, as I remember. Uh, they showed footage of this on the ESPN telecast last night. Uh, Cora did it head first on a piece of cardboard. Uh, he may regret that this morning. I, I don't know. Uh, today, by the way, August 22nd, marks the 83rd birthday of Carl Yastrzemski. Uh, and uh, he was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame uh, along with Johnny Bench in 1989, a day I will never forget. I was there in Cooperstown uh, the day Carl Yastrzemski and Johnny Bench uh, both went into the Hall of Fame. And, of course, what was unique about that Many things, but one that, you know, was significant was the fact that in 1975, Carl Yastrzemski and Johnny Bench both played in what I felt anyway, what many people felt, was the greatest World Series of all time. Bench, of course, for the Cincinnati Reds, Yaz for the Red Sox. And Cincinnati won that series in seven games, although although the perception of many, I do believe, around the country is that the Red Sox won that World Series on the Game 6 home run hit by Carlton Fisk, which has been shown millions of times on national telecasts. The walk-off home run in the 12th inning of Game 6 of the World Series, which forced a Game 7 I think many people believe the Red Sox won that 75 World Series, but 
Unfortunately, from a Red Sox perspective, uh, they did not. But uh, Captain Carl Yastrzemski turning 83 uh, today. His grandson, Mike, is now a member of the uh, San Francisco Giants, having a good major league career himself. And, uh, and Captain Carl was at Fenway recently looking pretty good. Uh, celebrating the induction of David Ortiz into the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame in uh, Cooperstown. Uh, Today, by the way, August 22nd is National Eat a Peach Day. Be sure you have plenty of paper towels when you do that. And also, Take Your Cat to the Vet Day. And also celebrating birthdays today along with Carl Yastrzemski, Kristen Wiig of Saturday Night Live fame and a number of movies. 49 today. Good friend of mine, Mike Murphy, went to high school with uh, Kristen Wiig. And uh, James Corden from that uh, CBS uh, late night show is uh, 44 today. That'll do it. I hear the music. We've got to mosey on out of here. Make way for some more terrific programming on WKXL. Thanks, Kat, for your help behind the scenes today. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow morning, bright and early at 8 o'clock, right here, Kale and Company Live on WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com. <laughs>